everyone? Today is September 14th, 2019, and this is a Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger, and this week we are in the midst of the Kaiba Cup. Stage 2 began a couple days ago, and um, as a result, Konami has not done much um, in terms of events this week. We do have Fantastic Pegasus, that's the main event. Um... It has two new Toon Monsters to bolster that archetype. And that really piqued Doug Dimmenduel's interest. So he has a deck of the week that's not exactly casual. It can be, but he used it to play the Kaiba Cup. It's with uh, Toons, Red Eyes, Toon Dragon, um, Claw Heramos, and even the new Toon Dark Magician. We'll go over some esports decks some ideas of some decks that won in tournaments that you can play in the Kaiba Cup if you have the cards and if you are looking to compete well. Um, we're going to talk about Dark Lords for a little bit. Uh, Dark Lords are the biggest riser of the last box, and we'll talk about it in the question of the week if Dark Lords are actually OP in the Kaiba Cup. A lot of upcoming news and also some new, not new cards from the Pick a Gift campaign, but uh, cards that we are getting more than one of. And the most notable one is Cyber Angel Edithon, of course. So, in terms of my week, I, um, let's see. So, I, I got to DLV19 pretty easily. That's pretty much where I was, where there was pretty much no resistance. And I had trouble getting that win streak. It, was, it wasn't really trouble. It was more like a day... Not only really day of dueling, but a session. And I realized that I could actually advance to stage two because I had King of Games the previous uh, season. And I just did it. I I, for, I, I left those hundred gems or whatever that they were going to give me on the table. I just didn't feel like slogging through a win streak to get to stage two. That's just what it was. So... Right now I'm in stage two. I think I'm five and two. I'm that's a positive record, but of course the volume of games is going to keep me down. I don't play this game a ton, um, so I'll just play it a little more than normal. I'll play it when I play it, and I'll see what DLV, um, not DLV DP I get. Um, typically I don't shoot too high. I mean I get something like up ten thousand or something. I'm okay. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm just doing it for the rewards, the basic rewards you get from the Kaiba Cup. And the deck I'm playing, of course, uh, I've been known to be a 6 sand player when I'm using a competitive deck. And the deck I use, um, for those unfamiliar, this is the Hatsume 6 Sam's deck. And why do I use Hatsume? It's because Anishi was nerfed, so I run the 1-1 split with the Dojo and Anishi. So I thought I needed a monster, another monster that used resources like Anishi did. And Hatsume does the same thing where you could banish two and get a monster back from the graveyard, including the Ursynchro monster. So um, that's why she's in the deck. She fills the same... She's more late game than Anishi. Anishi often is used to kill your opponent. It... It works after the Synchro Summon because you have your two materials in the graveyard. So it could be used earlier than Hatsume. Hatsume is more of a late game recovery card. 
Um, so you get your Anishi, I mean, your Shen back from the graveyard. And to accommodate her, of course, I have a level 4 Synchro because he's a level 3. And um, I really like her because she's a water attribute that gives you a different a different um, attribute to work for Rihan as well. So deck, of course, I only have two Kizen. That's just been my thing. I don't feel like I'm just too free to play to do anything else. So one Grandmaster to fill that void, two Kizen, one Anishi, one Kizaru. Kizaru's just it's been almost automatic as a monster, uh, especially if you use the trap card to bring him back. So the extra card advantage from Kizaru and 1900 attack. Iru, I have one Iru. Very good against... Any deck that tricks you with a face down, so he's there. Three Fuma, of course, as your tuner. One Legendary Secret. Uh, this card can get a little clunky if you just use it to fill in the void of the dojo being gone. So uh, increasing a Legendary Secret would be nice, but then sometimes you're stuck with the 2000 Defender, I guess. One Hatsume, of course. Three Six Samurai United. That's pretty much been automatic with the dojo. Um, uh, getting semi-limited. Two World Legacy Clash. Uh, this card. So you you can run three, but sometimes you brick. You have no monsters, and you get this, and you're done. So three World Legacy. Uh, two World Legacy Clash. One Dojo, of course. Two Dual Wield. Similar to World Legacy Clash. Sometimes you don't have a monster, and you're screwed. So these two cards are kind of situational, but when they're when you're eligible to have that face-up attack position monster, you're pretty solid. So two of each, and then one Return of the Six Samurai is my Resurrection card. And then my extra deck, one Rihan. I've had to use Rihan more than ever, I feel. Two Legendary Six Samurai Shen, your boss synchro monster. One Armadis against Yubel decks or anything like that. One Balmung. I mean, Underworld Fighter Balmung. This is to fit for Hatsume. And one Mistworm. This is often you choose between Mistworm or Vermilion Dragon Mech. Um, I chose Mistworm. That's just what it is. And Highlight Bind. So I'm using Yusei. That is my deck. And I'm going to run it through Stage 2 of the KC Cup. And pretty much whenever I'm playing Ranked, I'm just going to use this deck. Even though you can't de-rank anymore, you could use a fun deck if you want. I'm just going to use it to get to the rank I want, and then I could just do whatever. Alright, let's move on to eSports this week. We're going to talk about more tournaments this week because there isn't a ton of news going on. Four tournaments to talk about, some deck lists. Duel Links Meta Weekly 89. And the, and the trend is, um, this is the tournament scene that relies on the tier list. They kind of follow that lead. And Dark Lords... Being promoted to Tier 1 thanks to banishment of the Dark Lords has shot up representation dramatically for the deck. And even in the top 32, they dominated there. But only one deck topped the crack 4, and that was 3rd or 4th place, so they didn't really take the top prize, showing that anyone can still win in this meta, even though Dark Lords are everywhere. And the first deck is really weird. It is... Frost's Golden Castle of Stromberg, uh, Sealed Tomb Stromberg deck. And the cards in it are really weird. So, in terms of the Stromberg core, 
Wreak Life the Phantom Bird. Of course, you can't play the deck without it. It is the tutor for your field spell. If you don't get the field spell out, you're going to lose the game. You got your three Golden Castle of Stromberg that makes the deck. And the stipulation is you banish 10 cards face down uh, during the standby phase. So you have to run a big deck. And this deck actually makes use of that banish. Two Princessin, that's the direct attacker. And you... Um, this is the main attacker of the deck, of course. You normal summon it, you get the Bumpkin Carriage. There's two Bumpkin Carriage, which uh, lets your Princess attack directly. And then they can't car target um, the monsters with card effects. And destroy them card effects. And then you also get Glass Slipper out um, to give your Princess more attack. Yeah. Basically, that's what it does. So that's the, that's the Stromberg core. This deck runs three Lava Golems, which, you know, I hate the card, but when you're a direct attacking deck, sometimes that that thousand burn is what you need, and they're probably going to stack the deck against you, not expecting it, so it's definitely a surprise factor, but it runs three. Three Psychic Wielder. This, this, is, um, this is a free tuner sometimes, and it works because you have a lot of level threes and level fours in the deck, and it lets them... It, it it removes monsters at its ability, and it lets you have some level 6 and 7 plays. So this deck runs 2 Black Rose Dragon, 1 Gaia Knight, 1 Hyper Psychic Riser, and 1 White Aura Dolphin. Those are generally pretty good. Level 6 Synchro Summoned, and then level 7 uh, Black Rose Dragon blows up the board. And then um, the coolest one, Grenmaju the Aiza. This is a card that I'll talk about later, but basically, it gets stronger with your Banish. So, every card that's removed from play times 400, and Stromberg banishes a 10 cards a turn. So, you get a 4,000 attacker for free. Not for free, but for a normal summon. In terms of other cards running at the deck, 2 Cosmic Cyclone, 2 Econ, 2 Debunk, which we'll talk about later, and 1 Shadow Imprisoning Mirror. A lot of stuff to counter... This tournament meta, and especially Dark Lords. Get to more normal decks. Second place, Minato Light and Dark Spellbook deck. Um, pretty much the regular deck. Uh, they kind of mix up whatever Dark Spellcasters you've got. you got two Breakers and one Kaiku. And otherwise, it's the same thing with your Silent Magicians, Blue Boys, and your Spellbooks. It runs one Dimensional Prison, though. That's something to note. Third place, Zico, Light and Dark Spellbooks. Same thing again, except uh, you got one of each of the Dark Spellcasters. Breaker, Kaiku, and even my favorite, Magical Something. And in terms of the Lone Trap card, they use Magical Arm Shield, which is a card we haven't seen in a really, really long time. And third place, Wise Beatdown, Dark Lords. This is a Dark Lord deck that's missing Morningstar, and Morningstar seems to be a card that's been cut out more and more as one of the big beaters. Probably just increased the consistency of the deck. Hey, Trunade is definitely a card you could just play and win the game, so there's one copy of Hey, Trunade there. Um, I don't know if two is the right call, but there's one copy here. That's it for Duelong's Meadow Weekly. Battle Phase 14 is next. Dark Lords, Desperados, and Fortune Ladies made up the most 
common decks in the top 32. But first place was Six Sam's. Maxino beat down Six Sam's. Very standard deck, I must say. Um, it has Grandmaster, and Grandmaster works especially well with Beatdown. If you're playing Beatdown, you're going to play Grandmaster because he's a level 5. Another body on the board helps Six Samurai United, helps World Legacy Clash, it helps Rihan. Um, not really a card you would include now. I just have it because I only have two Rihan, so that, I mean, two Kizen, so that's my fault. Um, other than that, nothing crazy. Uh, two World Legacy Clash, three dual wield, one return of the six samurai. Second place, Wayne Kenoff. I say it like that on purpose. Balance, Triamids, and Triamids, they typically have the same monster and spell core. The spell core is changing a little bit. They're cutting out Triamid Fortress, uh, one copy of Triamid Fortress, and they're trying to throw in another trap card or something. But typically, you get to play around the trap cards to outfit the meta. And the side deck, of course, is all trap cards. So they could um, adjust to the different decks they're playing with their trap cards only. And Funk, this is a card that is just showing up now. Uh, one of our listeners, Jake, I think he he mentioned Debunk a while ago when um, Desperado first came onto the scene. He said, this is the perfect card to counter Desperado. I think now with um, Dark Lords, this is doubly good. So it debunks a counter trap. When a monster effect is activated in the hand or graveyard, negate the activ activation if you do banish it. This is a card trader card, so make sure you have three... Um, yeah, very good card in this meta right now. Third place, Gnaw with Beatdown Dark Lords. This one is a bit more spicy. There are non-Dark Lord monsters, including everyone's favorite, Mobius the Frost Monarch, which is, of course, a tribute summon. When this card's tribute summon, target two spells or traps on the field and destroy them. And then there's also Raiko. Lightsworn Hunter. Flip effect. Destroy one card on the field and send the top three cards of your deck to the graveyard. So um, you've got removal and then you've also got dump some Dark Lords into the graveyard, which is what you like to do. More variety than the stand standard toolbox Dark Lord deck. Even runs Treacherous Trap Hole and Econ for good measure. Uh, two cards you typically don't see a ton in that deck. And Junior Crazy, Titan Showdown, Dark Lords. More con this is a more conventional look. One Dark Lord Desire, three Ixchel, one Superbia, three Nastin, two Tetsuka Pakla, two Banishment of the Dark Lords. This is notable, though. This guy's more free to play. So he didn't have the third copy, but he made it. Two Cosmic Cyclone, three Dark Lord Contact, three the Sanctified Dark Lords. So... Um, you can make it in the top four with just two Banishment of the Dark Lords people. Next tournament, Liga Elite Latina 2. Um, see, Dark Lords and Desperados, you know, you know the deal. Top 32, those are the top decks. First place, Zerdi, Master of Destiny, Desperado. Um, there's a very cool inclusion here, but not cool for everyone. And that is Necro Valley. Two Necro Valleys. This is a card that has only been released with a selection box volume 2. 
And that was kind of like you paid a lot of money or you got lucky with gems. And this is a card I own in real life, but I don't own in Duel Links, so it's a rare instance of that. Field spell, all your gravekeepers gain 500 attack and defense. Cards in the graveyard cannot be banished. Negate any card effect that would move a card in the graveyard to a different place. Negate any card effect that changes types and attributes in the graveyard. So, that counters our meta right now with Dark Lords. And other than that, the Desperado cards, 3 Barrel Dragon, 2, I mean 3 Desperados, 2 Twin Barrel, 1 Temperance, 3 Blast Spiders, 1 Dekoichi, 2 Cup of Ace, 1 Fiend Comedian, 3 Paleozoic Canadia, 2 Bad Aim. Second place, Roos, 95, Beatdown, Dark Lords, uh, very standard deck here. Um, dropped Morningstar, you have Uko back, that's the only card you can normal summon, um, a tribute. There's something interesting going on though, the sideboard has bad reaction to Samachi, he's not the only guy who has this, and, you know, this is a card I actually played, I had a deck, um, Kickfire, I'm not sure it was a Kickfire Burn deck, I think it was a little different, but, there was a card that I did something with bad reaction to Samachi. I forgot. I, I'm I'm blanking out. I was at the beginning of this game, but that card counters the Sanctified Dark Lord. That's the card where you could gain life points, and then you make your t opponent take damage so they could potentially kill themselves because the Dark Lords have a lot of attack. They're, t they're pretty much going to take 2,000... Uh, more than 2,500 back. 25 to 3,000 damage, and then they lose the game. Third place, Edu 16, Balanced Triamids. Um, like I mentioned before, they're starting to cut out Triamid Fortress. There's only one copy of that, but you got three King Golem, three Cruiser. Monster Core is the same, but then the trap cards are a little spicy. Two Mirror Wall, one Shadow Imprisoning Mirror, one Debunk, one Pulse, which is normal, and then one Regulation of Tribe. So, a lot of stuff going on. Battery Reactions, Samachis, and the extra deck. Third place, Ethan31, Destiny Draw, Dark Lords. It appears you don't have to play a beatdown with Dark Lords. It runs two Dark Lord Desire, which is something that you typically only see one of. It's pretty much your finisher. You send the card to the graveyard. Um, yeah, you send their opponent target to the graveyard. So gets past, um, you know, monster protection things. Last but not least, Damage Step 3. And Damage Step tournaments are the ones where they get to fight in point battle rooms. So they're using the, uh, the point system that Konami gave us for dual rooms for two hours. And then the top eight of each room goes to the top 32. This one we see Dark Lords pulling ahead of Desperados and Spellbooks. Spellbooks and Desperados are in the same tier in this deck list. Ancient Gears also showed up a good amount in the top 32. First place, Ricky with Beatdown, Dark Lords. Um, you've got a lot of two ofs here, and that's the utility slot. So you got two Hatrunades, two, and this is, these are side deck cards. Double Cyclone, two Treacherous, two Wall of D. So that's kind of what they're doing here. Other than that, you have a pretty standard core of Dark Lords, two Desire, three Ixchel, one Superbia, two Nastin, two Tetzalopakia. 
three banishment of the Dark Lords, three Dark Lord contact, two sanctified Dark Lord. Second place, Rack BB, Balance Triamids. Um, this guy, Rack BB, just said screw, screw those debunks and shadow imprisoning mirrors. I'm just gonna put my best trap cards in this deck. So you know the monster core is the same, the spell core is the same. You got your two fortress, and then three Paleozoic Canadia and two mirror walls. Uh, they also got in the sideboard treacherous trap holes and wall of D's, and of course. You run your two Triumid Pulse. Third place, Black Snake, Master of Destiny, Desperado deck. Um, this card, this deck, this deck is notable because they include the throw-in in the structured deck box, Genex Ally Crusher. And once per turn, when a monster with the same attribute as this is normal summoned to your field, uh, select and destroy one card your opponent controls. I don't really know why this is here, but it is. Um, any of your dark monsters normal summon so it's kind of slow in my opinion but it is what it is other than that it's the same um, Desperado deck it does have Time Wizard that's a card that's seeing side deck play now it's getting edged out um, Dimensional Prisons Paleozo Canadians World Legacy Clashes Standard uh, good back row cards and third place Raw Balanced Triamids. This one's more outfitted to the current meta. So you cut out one Fortress. Uh, two Debunks, two Mirror Walls as well. I think Mirror Walls is probably a really good uh, card against the Dark Lords. I think that's why it's there. Alright. So I'm done talking about uh, some deck lists. And uh, going back to Duelix meta, they have a Kaiba Cup edition of the tier list. No movers in the top tier. Dark Lords and Desperado. I think we can agree to this, that these are the two top decks. I don't really have an answer for Dark Lords right now, I think, as a 6-sand player. Um, I mean, obviously, you want to get your monsters on the board and just negate their really strong spells. I think that's probably going first is probably is probably the move you want to do as a 6-sand player going against Dark Lords. Desperado, you have to look out for, um, of course, the Desperado Dragon. And you want to send cards back to the hand, and you want to use Armadides on occasion. There's no Tier 2 decks. That's notable. Um, this is kind of the way of Dulux Meta saying those are your Tier 0 decks. No Tier 2 decks. Tier 3 is really crowded. They put in some decks. Amano Stun, Fortune Lady, Neos. They've demoted Ancient Gears and Spellbooks from Tier 2. Six Sams and Vendors are still here. Um, I disagree with the Amano Stun thing. I think it's a deck a few players will use, but I don't think it's a deck that is widespread. I don't think we're going to see it a ton, I think. It might be good for the few games it wins, but I don't think it's going to be one of those decks that just shows up in your top decks. I don't think so. Fortune Lady, um, it's kind of like the second best tier uh, deck from the, the new box other than Dark Lords. They're the only viable deck. Nordic's never really made it. None of the other, other, other archetypes really benefited from the box. Neos is back. Duck Six Sams does decently, but you could kind of say they're in the same boat as Spellbooks, Ancient Gears, and Vendors. I do agree with that. 
then they took out some decks uh, from the Kaiba Cup. Blue Eyes, definitely we're seeing this deck a lot less. Cyber Darks, I think Cyber Dark Desperado is still around quite a bit. Flower Cardians, Magnet Warriors, Subterrors, and Triamids. Even Triamids are out. I think, um, I, guess they, I guess they do struggle against Dark Lords, but you still see them place quite a bit in the top four. I think they're fine as a tier three deck or tier two. They took them out of this tier list. Alright, going to Dark Lords. They're they're strong, but I don't think they're OP personally. But I wanted to ask the community, are Dark Lords OP in, in Duel Links? 13% said yes, and Konami should limit Dark Lords. 46% said yes, but the meta will resolve it. 42% said no, they can be beat. Pro bench warmer who has the duelist inner monologue. If you're check, if you want another podcast for Duel Links, if you're looking for a second, or if you're tired of this one, check out his podcast. Just search the duelist inner monologue. He says this is the power of consistency. One card is all it takes. Happened to Kawaki Meiru and now Dark Lords. One card turned them from bricks to busted. I love it. But as all things in the meta, new decks and adjustments will even it out. Yeah, I think I think Dark Lords are really good. You see them everywhere in the tier list. You don't see them everywhere in the ranked duels like you did with Six Sams, but you still see them. They're really good. And but I think they're at the point where they shouldn't be limited yet. Um it has to take a really, really good deck to do that. And we are getting a new world. Um it just depends if Konami reacts to them taking over this Kaiba Cup, I think. I've noticed how Konami limits cards you buy from boxes, so you're probably not going to hit any SR or UR from the deck. Like, Banishment of the Dark Lord's not going to get semi-limited. But I think a card, an R card like Nastin or something, or Dark Lord Contact, or... A sanctified Dark Lord, I doubt Sanctified Dark Lord, but probably Dark Lord Contact. Something will be put on the semi-limit list if they do intend on nerfing the deck. But I think I think it's a deck that will fall to a lower tier and still be viable despite it being really good right now. And moving on to the next point, if we're kind of moving into the PvE mode, but we're still sort of in PvP. Doug Dimmit Duel is here with his Deck of the Week, and he has a Kaiba Cup edition of the Deck of the Week with a competitive Red Eyes Hermos Toon deck. It includes a new card, Toon Dark Magician. I'll talk about Toon Dark Magician, but here, um, here Doug Dimmit Duel talk about his deck uh, that he used to get through some of the Kaiba Cup. So check him out right now. Hey there, this is Doug Dimadul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. This week I want to give you a little bit of an insight into the deck that I use to get to Stage 2 of the KC Cup. 
So what I ended up doing was utilizing all the new drops in the current Pegasus event and got my copies of Toon Dark Magician. I'm not using copies of Toon Ancient Gear Golem in this one because it's just not the most effective thing if you're trying to play competitive. But essentially the whole purpose of this deck revolves around Red Eyes Toon Dragon and also the Claw of Hermos. Ultimately, to get at your copy of Red Eyes Black Dragon Sword, the Dragon Fusion card that ends up equipping itself to one of your other monsters, or I guess an opponent's monster, so be careful with that, but make sure that you equip it to your own monster, and it gains a lot of attack based on the number of dragons uh, in the field and graveyard. So it gains 1,000 attack and 500 attack and defense for each dragon-type monster on the field and in the graveyards. So again, that's a, that's a normal card. It's not even that hard to get, so make sure that you get your copies of those. Use your Claw of Hermos to basically send one monster from your hand or field to the graveyard. So you send one dragon-type monster, and this deck runs a whole bunch of red eyes. But ultimately, Red Eyes Toon Dragon, which is a level 7 dragon toon, 2400 attack, 2000 defense. This card is crucial. So what you're able to do with this one is once it's on the field, you're able to then special summon any other toon monster, ignoring its summoning conditions. So you're able to put some monsters on the field and hopefully go for an OTK. So, how do we get our Red Eyes Toon Dragon out? It's not like it's your classic toon monsters where as long as there's a monster on the field, you can special summon over whatever monsters are on the field. Uh, you have to get this out old school. So either by tribute or by regular special summon. So, we have the Black Stone of Legend. It's an SR from one of the older boxes, or from one of the other boxes. And you can tribute this card and special summon one level 7 or lower Red Eyes monster from your deck, except Red Eyes B Chick. If this card is in your graveyard, you can target one level 7 or lower Red Eyes monster in your graveyard, except Red Eyes Beast Chick, and shuffle it into the deck. And if you do, add this card to your hand. You can only use one of those effects per turn. So, basically what you want to do is just summon your Blackstone of Legend onto the field, which will then take a Red Eyes Toon Dragon from your deck. Use Red Eyes Toon Dragon's effect to special summon another Toon monster. However, you cannot summon another Red Eyes Toon Dragon using that effect. So... What are our other Toon Monsters? Well, the first one is Toon Dark Magician, and the other one is Toon Dark Magician Girl. In this deck, I run three of each. The reason why Toon Dark Magician Girl is still so, so good, even though it requires a Toon World or Toon Kingdom to be on the field in order for it to stay on the field, uh, which does cause some risk if your Toon World gets destroyed or if your Toon Kingdom gets banished or destroyed, um, Toon Dark Magician Girl can attack the turn that it's summoned. So if Red Eyes Toon Dragon ultimately special summons your Toon Dark Magician Girl, you'll be able to basically just swing for game, uh, you know, if you're able to have a few monsters on the field. So another option I'd like to, to use to get my Toon Red Eyes Dragon on the field is Red Eyes Baby Dragon. So when this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, you can special summon one level 7 or lower Red Eyes monster from your deck, and if you do, equip this card from the graveyard to it. It gains 300 attack. So if this card is sent to the graveyard while equipped to a monster, you can add one level 7 dragon-type monster from your deck or graveyard to your hand. So what you'll be able to search out is your Black Stone of Legend that way too. So you could ultimately set up some more Red Eyes Toon Dragon plays. As far as spells go, you run the Claw of Hermos. That's ultimately to get your, uh, hopefully your Toon Dark Magician Girl extra beefy so you could swing just directly for game in the turn that it's summoned. Uh, also, I run my copy of Toon Table of Contents. You could add one Toon card or Manga Ryuran from your deck to your hand. Uh, what essentially that is used for mostly is to search out Toon Kingdom. Now, we only have one copy of this from leveling up Pegasus, 
But what it is, is when this card is activated, banish three cards from the top of your deck face down. This card's name becomes Toon World while in the field zone. Your opponent's cards, your opponent cannot target Toon Monsters you control with card effects. If a Toon Monster you control would be destroyed by battle or card effect, you can banish one card from the top of your deck face down for each of those monsters instead. So really, really good field spell card. It could stall you out, especially if you're going turn one. So why is Toon Dark Magician in this deck also? Well, it's, you know, it's got the same stats as Dark Magician, 2,500 attack, 2,100 defense. It cannot attack the turn it's summoned, just like Red-Eyes Toon Dragon. But while you control Toon World and your opponent controls no Toon Monsters, it could attack directly. But anyway, once per turn, you can discard one Toon card or Mangaria-Ran, and then activate one of the two effects. First, special summon one Toon Monster from your deck, except Toon Dark Magician, ignoring its summoning conditions. That's how you ultimately get at your Toon Dark Magician Girl and swing directly that turn. And the other option is to add one Toon Spell or Trap card from your deck to your hand. So what I use that second effect for is if I'm going first, search out your Toon Kingdom. And then ultimately that should be able to help you stall out to your next turn and hopefully use the effect again. So overall, just it's a very simple strategy. This deck is most effective being run with Pegasus's It's a Toon World skill. It's an unlockable skill that you have to try and get through the ladder if you're able to, uh, you know, ultimately get lucky and it shows up in a drop, but you start the game with Toon World on the field. So overall, this is a very, very, uh, very straightforward strategy, straightforward deck, but turn two, turn three, you are able to ultimately go for a one-turn kill. Very straightforward, and if your opponent has nothing to stop you, they're kind of screwed. However, this deck is extremely weak against Floodgate Trap Hole, uh, well, not for a trap hole, but the, um, uh, what was that, the Mirror Force uh, card where if you're attacking directly, you shuffle the cards back into the deck. Toon Kingdom cannot prevent your cards from being shuffled back into the deck. And any card that doesn't target, Toon Kingdom is not going to help you there. So this deck does have some weaknesses, but if you get lucky enough and have good matchups, or if your opponent is not quite expecting Toons and it's a nice surprise, you're able to go for a nice run. This got me from dual level 19 to dual level 20 in the KC Cups, and I'm in stage 2, courtesy of Toons. I never thought that would happen, but it did, so this was always one of my favorite archetypes, and it's nice to actually see it in a competitive uh, competitive spot. It's not the most competitive, it's not a tier 1 or tier 2 deck by any stretch, but hey, at least as for like a rogue deck kind of standpoint, it has a nice level of surprise and it does a world of difference. So I think it's a very good one. I want you to try it out. And if you're not using it competitively, try it out casually. Again, I know that's the point of this uh, casual deck of the week anyway, but uh, this one has a little bit of a competitive spin on it. So I think you'll like it. But anyway, that's it for this week's casual deck of the week. I will see you next time. Take care. All right, thanks, Doug. And you can check him out on this podcast every week. He is also on Twitter, Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. He's coming up with a new deck every week. And um, there's, he's been doing decks with different purposes. So this is kind of the Kaiba Cup deck. He had a farm deck recently for skill farming, but mostly um, casual decks of the week, decks to have fun with. So check him out on this podcast every week. All right, so we're moving on to cards, and there's only two new cards this week, and they're from Fantastic Pegasus. This is the second time we're having this event, and there's two new cards here. 
in addition to some of the old cards he had, um, let's see, Toon Dark Magician, level 7, Spellcaster Toon, 2521. You cannot attack the turn it is summoned. While you control Toon World and your opponent controls no Toons, this card can attack your opponent directly. Once per turn, you can discard one Toon card or one Manga Ryu Ran. Activate one of these effects. Special summon one Toon Monster from your deck except for Toon Dark Magician, ignoring its summoning conditions. Or, add one Toon Spell or Trap from your deck to your hand. Arguably one of the strongest Toon Monsters we've received in Duel Links. Um, a lot of flexibility, and, you know, there's some really strong Toon uh, Monsters. We have, like, twin uh, Toon Barrel Dragon as from this event, and Red Eyes, and also Dark Magician Girl, or Manga Ryu Ran. And um, getting the spells is also really good. Um, you know, you could get out uh, Toon Rollback, for example. But um, this, this is also Dark Magician, so you could kind of have synergy with Magician Navigation or any of the uh, other cards. But what this also does is... is XZs have been delayed, uh, but this can have two level two rank seven, um, two level seven monsters. So you could do like a rank seven XZ summon. So that's something to consider for the future. But I think this is almost an auto include in tune decks, depending on what you're building, of course. But the ability is just too strong. The other card we're getting is Tune Ancient Gear Golem level eight uh, machine tune three thousand three thousand cannot attack the turn it summoned. While you control Toon World and your opponent controls no Toons, you can attack directly. Does piercing damage on your defense monsters, uh, opponent's defense monsters. When it attacks, your opponent cannot activate spells or traps until the end of the damage step. The same abilities as Ancient Gear Golem, except it's a Toon. Um, the piercing ability is useless because you're already a Toon and you're attacking directly, so that is all null and void. Um... What it doesn't do that's different from Ancient Gear Golem is it doesn't negate the effects of the face-down monster. So there's no incentive to attack that face-down monster. Um, it's kind of like having anti-magic arrows, of course, when you're in Ancient Gear. So you could have like an aggro build of tunes where you don't have to have Cosmic Cyclone in the deck. So that's what this is for. That's it for Fantastic Pegasus. I personally am trying to get my third copy of Two Nation Gear Goal, and then I'm all done. And that's with no farming. So let's get to the Pick a Gift campaign. And the Pick a Gift campaign this time is more exciting because we are getting copies of cards that we do not have three of. That's always a fun thing. And the most notable card is uh, Cyber Angel Edaton, of course. Level 6 Fairy Ritual, 1600-2000. You can Ritual Summon this card from Machine Angel Ritual. When it's Ritual Summoned, add a Ritual Spell from your deck or graveyard to your hand. If this card is tributed, make all Ritual Monsters you control gain 1000 attack and defense. So Alexis uh, leveling up only gave us one copy of this card, and that really... Cyber Angels were Tier 0. One of the best card, uh, archetypes we've ever seen in Duel Links. And Edaton being just one really had no effect on it. And now, deck is gone. Uh, we had Alluring Alexis give us Cyber Angel Izana, Merciful Machine Angel. And that didn't really put her back on the map.
but the second copy of Edaton does a lot more. And it's all about consistency. Um, this will help you tutor a ritual spell from the deck or graveyard so you can get that copy of Machine Angel Ritual or Absolute Ritual. It's up to you. Um, so second tutor. We've always had three Ben 10 and that card is... Getting a ritual spell is really what gets the deck going and that's more important, I think. Um, this lessens the need for Sonic Bird. Sonic Bird is a card that you you typically slot in two. You still see it in Vengeance, but it was used it was used in uh, Cyber Angels as well. Um, so it's now now it lessens the need for Sonic Bird since you have two Edatins, but you still might include uh, you know those cards, the Sonic Bird, Senju, or Gishiki Chain, depending on what you want to do. But you know this this fits in better. There's level six Edatin matches Ben Ten. Level 8, Izana matches with Dakini, so these cards are pretty good. Uh, they It helps the compatibility of the deck. There are more, there's more synergy going on. And you might be more willing to use Edatin as your tribute summon now. I mean, your your ritual summon tribute fodder, because getting those the attack of those monsters higher is pretty good in this high attack meta. Um, Dark Lords are, you know, around 3,000. A little less than 3,000. And you could, with this 1,000 attack, you can boost your Dakini or Izana over those monsters. So, this is a huge addition to Cyber Angels. I'm not sure if it's enough, but there's a chance they can get pushed back to tier 3 or 4, some lower tier deck, and compete. Um, you know, there's no problem with this using this deck in the Kaiba Cup, I think, no. Uh, not the Kaiba Cup, in ranked duels, because you can't derank, I think. I think we have something with Cyber Angel Edaton being two now. Here's a card uh, I talked about earlier: Grand Maju the the Aiza, level three Fire Fiend, question mark attack and defense. Its attack and defense are equal to the number of removed from play cards by four hundred. Like I said, Golden Cast of Stromberg banishes four car- ten cards already, so that's four thousand in addition to what your opponent's already doing. Banishing is pretty strong. Make sure you get three copies of this card. Um, you know, they, you get them through different means. So it's possible you started the game late and you only have one or two copies of the card, but very strong for this ability. Definitely better than uh, some of the other removed from play cards we've had. And we've also had some um, support for these cards, like Catablepus and the Witch of Fate helps question mark monsters. And then Lost Guardian, level 4, 100 attack, question mark defense. The original defense of this card equals the number of your banished rock monsters by 700. So, you know, Magnet Warriors do whatever they want. They run 30 card decks. You might be able to throw this in some Magnet Warrior deck, but, you know, this card is just a wall, right? You're going to have three, uh, three banish, 100, 2100. You could get this card have a really high defense, but if that's your only ability, what's the point of being in the deck other than being a wall? You know, like, decks can remove you pretty easily rather than hitting through you nowadays. There's a lot of banish going on, so... Very, you know, outdated ability. It would have been a good stall card back in the day, but we're not in back in the day anymore, so... Uh, least exciting card of the Pick a Gift campaign. I will say this card might have 
implications in farming. You might do some shield and sword thing and union attack into your monster. So it, this card might see play in a farming deck. All right, so um, those are pretty, you know, an eventful week, but there is a lot of upcoming stuff in the offing after the Kaiba Cup ends. So upcoming news, Duelist Chronicles, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Season 3, and they specifically say Yubel. So this begins on Monday, September 16th to the 25th. And Season 3 of Yu-Gi-Oh! is actually split into two parts. There's the Dark World part, which is the first part, and then the Yubel part. Um, actually, I may have messed that up. I'm not sure which one's first. No, Dark World part's first, because Yubel takes, bleeds into Season 4. They specifically say Yubel, so it's possible it's only half the season, and the Dark World season would have um, would have required more characters, I think, like those different monsters, but that would have been easier for them to do with the monster spirits, but you know, season 3 of Yubel, you might introduce new characters like Blair Flanagan, and um, I think she's the most notable one. There's Axel, there's Crocodile Jim, um, yeah, so we might see some new characters that might be, they might kind of like tease out, you know, kind of like what's the next character to come to GX, and they might tease out these characters um, and see what we say. Uh, there's also um, Adrian Gecko and Echo and those characters. Um, yeah, so there's a lot coming up. Tour Guides Mission Bingo, September 18 to 25. So that's the free freebie event going on there. So uh, Sartorius is getting sent to the gate, so his event is over. Uh, biggest news, September 26 is the arrival of DSOD World. And if you're not familiar with that, that is the Dark Side of Dimensions based on the most recent Yu-Gi-Oh! movie. So that is the 26th, so not next week, but the week after we'll be talking about it. What we're going to get, new campaign with a prismatic dark magician with special card art. That's all over Twitter, so you can check it out. One UR Dream Ticket. I think like six other uh, SR or regular UR tickets. They say a thousand gems, but we don't know. And then there's a new item called Skill Chip. Um, hopefully this helps you obtain a dual skill of your choice. I personally still don't have Destiny Draw, which is hilarious, and I'm not going to use the Skill Chip for Destiny Draw, but I might use it on, like, I don't know, see what I'm missing. It does help, um, you know, people banging their head against the wall, dual farming and getting nothing because it's all RNG, but this should help a lot, the skill chip. And there's also a new structure deck focusing on the Magician of Chaos. So, this uh, we've seen the picture, so we don't really know much about it, but that's it. Uh, late September, Dual Quest. And then late September, Unknown Duelist and Dual World. This might have to do with a character in DSOD because in the leaks they're saying this guy's disrupting dual links. Guy or girl, I don't really know. It's unknown duelists, so we don't know what they are, but um, yeah, so that's what it is. Um, a lot of upcoming stuff in dual links, so stay tuned for that. That is it for this episode of the podcast. Check out the dual assessment. Search the dual assessment on your podcast. Like, like subscribe. Uh, check me out on Twitter, 
Dual underscore assessment. Me at Green Ranger CCG. The notes of this podcast are on the dualassessment.wordpress.com. And that is it. Good luck with the Kyber Cup, everyone, and I will see you next time.